Thank you for listening to the Family Life Podcast. We hope that this message blesses you today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There, you can watch our latest sermons online. You can find us by searching for Family Life Church Bloomington. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in Family Life B-Town. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed week. There's nothing like the name of Jesus. There's nothing like continuing on this truth, this heritage of who we, who we serve. Uh, amen. That's why the word told us it was so important to teach it to them. When we rise up, when we sit down. When we walk in, when we walk out. When we get up, when we go to bed. We talk about it. We teach it. Amen. We embrace it. Because it is our hope of salvation. My vineyard, which is mine is before me. Thou, O, Sol- thou, o Solomon, must have a thousand, and those that keep the fruit thereof, two hundred. Now, there's, there's great meaning in this last part of this verse, and we won't talk about that part today, but understand, um, in this type that was given, uh, God always receives everything. He's, yes. He is most important. Yes. But let me talk to you for the next few moments. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. Yeah. My vineyard, which is mine. My vineyard, which is mine before me. Amen. Father, I love you. And I thank you for your goodness and grace and your word that is faithful this day. And I pray that you would speak to us and that you would help us this day to understand your word and to respond to it. And so, Lord, baptize this people, every one of us with your anointing. I pray baptize me with your anointing, God. Anoint me to preach this word. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us life, Lord. You've given us life more abundantly and help us to embrace this and understand this and to live it and to recognize just how much you have invested into us, Lord. And I praise you and thank you how faithful you are. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. Amen. Now three people, uh, be kind and wonderful and complimentary and bless them and smile and love on them. Three people. Find three people. Find someone you don't know and introduce yourself to them. Guests, we're so glad you're here. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me my soul cries out hallelujah praise god for saving me i sing it now oh when i think of the goodness of jesus and all he has done for me my soul cries out Hallelujah, oh, praise God for saving me. Yes, 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 when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, praise God. For saving me. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.
I want to sing one more, but I, I don't know if I can remember the words. So, uh, but, uh, so you're going to remember it and you're going to do it if I can, all right? Ah, the mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is He. The everlasting Father. The King eternally. The wonderful in wisdom by whom all things were made. The fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. Well, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's of the Godhead. It's all in Him. Oh, yes, it's all in Him. It is all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Oh, yes, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead, it's all in Him. Yes, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Aren't you thankful for that truth today? Come on, praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. <clears throat> to God be the glory. Yes. It was in the book of 1 Kings, the 21st chapter and the first verse, that a statement was simply made, and it said this. Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard. Contained in those six words was the evidence of generations that had come before him. Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard. A root system, both literally and, and spiritually, that ran deep beneath the soil of what, of what could be seen. It was not just what was, but it was what had been and what ultimately could be. For each season that the fruit was born in it, it was the result of hands, and hearts that had plowed and purposed long before that there would be a harvest to sustain a life in the future. Each generation preceding, each generation following, each generation present, whenever it was, whenever it would be a life in the future. And now, Naboth had a vineyard. It was his to watch. It was his to watch and work. And it was now his vigil to keep his hands to, to, to dig and and to diligently work the soil to sustain the life that was and that would be. But like all good vineyards, but like all good vineyards of life, the word said that it came hard up against the wall of King Ahab's palace. That is usually, that is usually the way it is when it comes to the things of spiritual value that supply and sustain life. Good opposes evil. That which is right stands in, in stark contrast against that which is wrong. There is no space, hear this, there is no space for negotiation. No gray area, no neutral zone. Look at it if you would please. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. It was hard against it. In other words, it was, it was right up against the wall. It, the difference was evident. 
It was stark. You, you could almost feel the peaceful presence of the fruit that grew in the vineyard and the evil influence of, of the wicked King Ahab. It was hard against it. It came right up against it. We were told again and again in the word that light and darkness do not mix, that we are either for him or we are against him, that we cannot serve two masters, that we are to choose this day whom we will serve. Yet it, it's the constant carnal struggle that we all try to negotiate in our life that we try to live with the best of both worlds. We try to somehow intermingle them, compromise, uh, allow there to be very little difference, differentiation, tolerating the sin, accepting its proximity and, and influence in our life, and yet still wanting the fruit from the thing that brings us peace and hope. Uh, it was intentional. Do you understand this? It was intentional that the word said that the vineyard came up hard against the, the palace. It, it, it should be. It should be. It should be uh, intentional that you and I strike the determined and defined line in our life that identifies what we must defend. That's right. It should be intentional in your life that you are defined today. For like in Ahab, there will always be the desire of sin and self to encroach on what is dedicated and what is consecrated to God. When Naboth refused to surrender his vineyard, Ahab, with the help of Jezebel, his wife, concocted a plan to falsify and to accuse Naboth and to take from him uh, the thing that gave him life, that had sustained the generations before, that which was present and that which would be. Give me, give me thy vineyard, were the words said by Ahab. It, it is the silent Hear me, hear me. It is the silent message sent into our soul by the things of this world that would take from us the things that sustain us. It is said to your young people. It is said to your children. It's said to you and I. It's said to these people on this front row, on this row. It, it is said to them in a way that communicates how they can hear. Give me. Give me thy vineyard. My vineyard, look at this please. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. Like Naboth, the thing that sustains us, the thing that keeps us, saves us through the seasons of life is before us. Yeah. It is ever before us. It is always to be there before us. The constant influence and effect in our life. We keep it. We keep the vineyard before us, in front of us, never out of sight, never out of mind. The vineyard, the spiritual sustain that we live on and by, and the things of the Spirit given to us to tend to and to keep before us, in front of us. The vineyard is ever before me. It is the fragrant influence that reminds us of who we worship. It is the vines of our life that intertwines with all else that brings our life together. It is the soil that we plant our life in. It is the fruit that we consume that grows us to be what we can be and that saves us. The vineyard, we are in the vineyard and the vineyard is before us. Come on, if you have not sensed it yet, you are in the vineyard today and you are alive because of the vineyard today. If, if you have not uh, tapped into it, can I tell you, the things of God, the things of the Spirit, the spiritual influence, the vineyard of your life is the thing that is sustaining you. It's not the way of the world. It's not money. It's not all those things that we accumulate in our life. It is the vineyard. It is the Spirit of God. It is the influence of God in our life. Amen. Amen. 
It's the vineyard, all the elements and all the influences, every piece and part that makes up our life to live. That's who we are. Come on, that is who you are today. That is who you must be. If you are not that, that is who you must be today. From the soil to the small seeds, from the vine to the fruit, from every leading and every line that is kept, we are the result of the vineyard. We are the result of the influence of God in our life. We are the result of things that we consecrate and that we dedicate and that we live on and that we live by. The small things that you put in place, the prayers that you pray, the disciplines that you determine, the fragrant worship that that we send to God on any given day, the works of righteousness that we give. It's all a part of the vineyard. It's all a part of the vine. It's all what is growing in us. All those small things that we live for God every day make up the vineyard of our life that keeps us. We may not sense them at times. We not, may not recognize them, and probably so we don't appreciate them sometimes. Right. But the truth of the matter is, we are alive today. We are living on the small things of the Spirit that right. sustain us in the daily living. Right. We are who we are because we, we, we deem it important. Yeah. Uh, we are who we are because we defend it, right. because we stand for it. We keep the vigil. Uh, the children speak with the enemy in the gate that we raise up. Amen. They know in whom they have believed. Why? Because the vineyard makes us live. The vineyard is ever before us. Amen. That's, that, that's why we feel. That's why we feel the pull of conviction when we begin to stray into areas and temptations that compromise the line between us and a wicked palace of Ahab. You ought to thank God every day that you feel conviction. Amen. Because if you're feeling conviction, that means God's still dealing with you about things. When you stop feeling convicted about things, that means you put yourself into a place where you're a reprobate. Where you're believing your own lies and you're believing the lies of the world and you found yourself cold and indifferent from the things of God. You ought to be thankful. Every one of us ought to be thankful. Every time we feel the pull of conviction in our life that reminds us we ought not to be doing that. Now I'm going to preach a little bit here today, so stick with me. Amen. We ought to be thankful for every time that we're looking at something we shouldn't be looking at, that we feel the presence of God remind us. You sure you should be doing that? And every time we allow something in our heart and our life that we entertain, that, that we feel God remind us, come on, I'm right here by you. What are you thinking? What are you doing? Why? That's because that's the love and the goodness and the grace of God and the conviction of God that brings us back into the vineyard. I'm thankful for conviction. There's times I've not liked it, but my flesh needed it. Amen, somebody. Amen. 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 That's why we feel conviction. It's the vineyard before me that reminds me what I must put behind me. Look at this, if you would, please. Uh, This was Christ speaking. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. Jesus put behind him that which stood in between him and the will of God. The flesh of Christ looked at the thing, Simon Peter, and said, get behind me because that was the thing, the voice, the word, the thought in the mind, the intent of the heart that was trying to stop and stay him from the cross that was before him. It was a thing that was trying to keep him from that very thing that would save you and I. Get thee behind me, Satan. There are things that we have to put behind us. Uh, Too often we allow room for things to come in between us and God's will and work being done in our life because we are too tolerant and we are too comfortable with the encroachment of fleshly comforts. Thank you. We are too tolerant of it. We are too comfortable with it. And we are okay with it standing between us and God. And we must not think that, that we are not vulnerable to it happening to us for if Simon Peter had to be rebuked then it is likely that our flesh will get in our own way. Come on, it doesn't matter how many years we've been on the pew, whatever our pedigree and Pentecost might be. The truth of the matter is I can get in front of me. My flesh can can get the best of me. 
Come on, anybody understanding this right now? I have to recognize there are certain things that I have to put behind me. That's right. I have to put them in their place. We must intentionally put things of the flesh and sin and carnal thinking in its place. It has to go behind us and forever the vineyard before us. The things of God, the things of value that are worth more than anything that this flesh or this world can offer, it must be before us. My vineyard is before me. It's not just in the peripheral. It's not just in the peripheral of my life. It is before me. It is in front of me. It is not just an influence. It is the influence. Anybody get this right now? It is, it is the hub of the wheel. It's, it's every spoke, it, it, it lead, everything leads from it. Every spoke of our life, every, everything goes from that. It, it is the influence of our life. It is the decision making of our life. We talk to God, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Why? Because it is the most important thing. God is the most important thing. Young people, hear me today. God is the most important thing in your life. I recognize that we talk about careers and we talk about degrees. That's good and fine and it has its place. But can I tell you the most important thing in your life is Jesus. The most important decision you'll ever make is Jesus. It's not who you'll marry. That's an important thing. But the most important thing in your life has got to be Jesus. Amen. My vineyard is before me. It's not just in the peripheral of my life. It's just not some side note. No, uh, it's, it, it is the true north of our life. Everybody hearing this? It's the true north of our life. All who we are and what we are is calibrated by God and his way and his will and his word. Amen. It is. It is the vineyard. This life in God should direct all our decisions. He should be the voice we hear. It should be the word that we follow. It should be the conviction that we feel. It should be the prayer that we pray. It's what we wake up with. It's what we end the day with. Amen. All roads of our life lead to and from the vineyard. It's where we live. It is what we live. It is home. Yes. The vineyard. Everybody get that? It is home. I did a baby de- dedication last week. Was it last week? Yeah, we did a baby. Right. Baby de- That's why I end that baby dedication by saying, teach them the word of God and teach them to pray. Because should they ever become lost, they will be able to find their way home. Amen. Amen. Why? Because this is home. Amen. Out there is not home. Right. Amen. This is our home right here on this earth. One day we're going to find an eternal home, but this is home. This is where we want them to find home. This is where we find home. You know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about home, don't you? That's where you can come in here and you can be comfortable and you know that you're safe and everything's going to be all right. Why? Because you're going to find the food here that you need. You're going to find the shelter here. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they're saved. Amen. Uh, this, is, this is more important than my necessary food that I eat. This is home. Amen, amen, amen. Look at this, if you would, please. Uh, We are only as effective in the Spirit as we are affected by the Spirit. Come on, write it down. Get it in your mind. We are only as effective in the spirit as we are affected by the spirit. If you and I desire a move of God in our life, if, you, if we want to be used of God in our life, then we are going to have to be affected by the spirit of God in our life. There's got to be that influence. It can't be just on a Sunday morning. Come on. Uh, hear me for just a second here. It can't be just a, an, an hour or so on a Sunday and Wednesday and uh, other times. during. No, no, it's, it's got to be more. It's gotta, something's got to happen in your house. Something's got to happen in the car going down the road. Something's got to happen at the job. There's got to be spiritual influences that we're, we're reminded we're living on the vineyard. Amen. There are things that we're going to have to tend to and take care of, things that we're going to have to defend and things that we are going to have to deny from ourselves when we, when we live on the vineyard. Yeah. 
And Ahab, look at this, please. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it's near unto my house, and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than, than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of money, of it in money. I preached on this passage numerous times through the years, but I hope you see something different in this today. Give me. Those are the words of Ahab. He didn't, he didn't want he didn't want to have a vineyard that gave to others. He didn't want to have a vineyard that gave to others. Give me. He, he, wanted, he wanted an herb garden that appealed to his palate. You understand this? He was going to pull up every vine, every tree, everything that bore fruit, and he was going to plant things that smelled and tasted good. It was just about his palate. Give me. Give me your vineyard. He, he wasn't concerned about giving to others. It was just about give me. He didn't care about giving anybody, any, anybody anything else. You understand this? He didn't care about what Naboth had done and what, what, what all the generations prior to him had done. He didn't look at the future. All he wanted was give me. Our vineyard is about giving it for the blessing of others. Uh, God gives to those who give. God gives to those, I, come on, I've seen it from the perspective of the pulpit for years. That's right. God gives to those who give. That's right. You, you, wanna, you see blessed people? More than likely they bless somebody. More than likely they bless the church. That's just the truth. Your, your vineyard, which is yours, is given by God to give from. It is not just about satisfying ourselves. It's about, it's about fruit, not just coming out smelling good. Because too often the church has been about uh, smelling good. It's just been about an herb garden. When, when the truth of the matter is, the church is about giving. God gives to those who give. You want to be blessed in your life? Learn to give. You want to be blessed in your life? Pay your tithes, give an offerings. You want to be blessed in your life? Bless other people. Amen. That's the truth of the matter. It's a principle within the word. Press down, shaking together, running over. That's what God said. And so, and so it has to be understood. This is not just about you and I looking good and smelling good. This is, we're not an herb garden here today. That's not who we are. We're not, to, we're not, we're not trying to make Jesus taste better. Anybody get that? Uh, that's, that's not who we are. We're not going to make God look any better than he already is because he is already altogether beautiful. He is altogether perfect, altogether lovely, altogether wonderful. It is about you and I growing things in this place and giving to others. It is about blessing somebody, not judging them, not killing them when they walk down the aisle, but making sure that they got the fruit that's going to sustain them, that they're going to live on, that a generation is going to serve God on. Why? Because you and I, we got to keep the vineyard before us. Amen. Amen. You want more than give more, for God gives to those who give and not just take. Everybody say amen. Amen. <laughs> That's a tough message to preach in this particular culture. Go on. That's a tough message to preach in this particular day. But just because it goes against the grain of a world, it does not negate the fact that that's the truth of the Word of God. That's right. And, and it cannot be that somehow we back up in intimidation because we think we don't need to talk about these things. Because can I tell you, if we just hoard this all in here, and if we just think that we're going to take care of our own little vineyard and our own personal little life and our own personal little house, can I tell you, amen, then pretty soon it's just going to die. It's going to stagnate and it's going to die. you got to keep it fresh. 
And the way to keep it fresh is to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you and to give and to give and to give and to give of your spirit and to give of your time and give of your energy and give, give of your mind. Amen. And walk into this place, amen, on a Sunday morning with your hands lifted and your hearts lifted and your mind praising God because there's something about giving God the praise, the fruit of our lips. Amen. Giving praise to God. Thanksgiving continually. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. To whom much is given, much is required. Uh, The vineyard, the gift of God given to you and I is much, so much is required of us. I believe that. I really believe that about the church. And there's some things I'm going to be talking about in the near future. Amen. The church is the responsibility for the present world. Uh, Come on. I don't care who gets elected or who doesn't get elected. They are never going to be the answer. That's right. Amen. A bank system that is or a bank system that is not, it is not going to be the answer. All the things that we put our trust in. Anybody? Come on. I'm just, I'm just, I told you I felt like preaching for a minute. So hang on with me. All the things we put our trust in, that is never going to answer what's missing in your life. But I can tell you what will answer it. And that is Jesus. He is the answer for your happiness. He is the answer for your satisfaction. He is the answer for everything in your house. He's the answer for your kids. He's the answer for you. To whom much is given, much is required. We have been given a vineyard. It is our vineyard before us. We have to tend to the vineyard. And can I tell you, this can't be just treated as just a side hobby, something that we tinker with on a weekend. Right? right? This is not a 57 Chevy. Right. I don't even know if that's a car. Is it? Is it a car? Okay. I, I don't know anything about it. You know, I know if, the, if the, the needle says it's at F, I'm okay. If it says it empty, I, I got to find a gas. I don't know. It, this is not a 57 Chevy. This is not a woodworking project. Right. Right. Hmm? right. I like to whittle, but this is not whittling. Right. <laughs> this is not just something that we get out there in the garage with and we just get our hands a little dirty and we go in and wash up and we just had a good time. No, no, no. This is, this is more important than that. Yes, sir. This is more important than any weekend hobby that we make it sometimes. This is life. We are talking about eternity here today. I'm talking about more than just even a Sunday morning or a Wednesday. This is about eternity today. This is about my spiritual life, your spiritual life, your life eternally in heaven. And it cannot be that somehow we just treat it as an elective that we can live with it or we can live without it. Well, we might go, we might not go. We might serve and we might not. No, no, no. The vineyard is ever before me. I cannot live without the vineyard. I can't live without this place. I can't live without you. I can't live without the things of God. I can't live without these songs we sing and the worship that we give and the praise that we have. There's something about it. When I I get around it, it makes me alive. When I get around you, you make me alive. When I I shake your hand, you remind me I got a reason to be here today. Amen. Amen. Anybody feel this right now? The vineyard is ever before me. Amen. And I'm not talking about any other church. I'm talking about Family Life Church. This is our vineyard. We need to protect it. We need to defend it. We need to tend to it. We need to till it. We need to grow it. We need to live on it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Because can I tell you that I am not the first one to stand in the pulpit of the history of this church. And Lord willing, should he tarry, I won't be the last one to stand in the pulpit of this church. So we got to keep the vineyard alive. We gotta make sure something's happening in our homes. We gotta make sure that there's prayers being prayed in this altar. Mm. In Jesus' name, why? Because there's something about when you get up on a Sunday morning that you're tilling the ground yet again. And when you make your way to church and you're reminding your kids it's a priority, amen, because it's the thing that will save them. It's the thing that will sustain them. It's the thing that will make them live. This is our life and our life depends on it. 
And we have to grow it and we have to protect it. For there is always going to be some sort of an Ahab. There will always be some sort of an Ahab trying to take it from you. Something trying to move your boundary inch by inch. And that is, the, that is the desperate danger within this particular time frame. It is not just the coup attempt, if you would, that overtakes your life in a moment, but rather it is the gradual inch-by-inch inch encroachment of sin and wrong and carnality that we tolerate until finally we no longer recognize the borders and the boundaries of the vineyard of our life. Our vineyard, it must be ever before us. For it's what defines us, what stands as the border between us and what would try to destroy us. The church has its vineyard collectively that it must stand for and defend. But you and I individually are responsible for that which has been given to us. Because stewards must be found faithful, the word said. And we are stewards over the vineyard of our life. You are accountable for your vineyard. You tend to its care. I can preach it from the pulpit a thousand times, but ultimately it's up to you. I can say it, but I have to decide it for myself. You have to decide if you, and, and come on, I, I talked to a pastor friend about this the other day, and, and we talked, we can preach it all day long, but ultimately it comes down, everybody's got to make their decision. Everybody has to decide for themselves. Nobody can make you live for God. You have to decide that the vineyard matters, that it matters to you. Uh, we have to be responsible. We're accountable for our vineyard. We tend to its care. Uh, you and those uh, that you love will live or die on what you let grow. This should be our prayer and our practice. Look at this, if you would, please. I have set the Lord always before me. Yes. <laughs> because he's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. At this point, musicians, if you would, at this point, we decide what we set before us. We determine what matters, what is most important. At this point right now, we decide. God knows. God knows. He knows where we have set him in our life. He knows, he knows where our love is. He knows where our love lies. Um, and while it remains our choice right now, there will come the day where we will no longer choose because every knee will bow. Every Christian, every believer, every non-believer, every Muslim, every Jew, Every knee shall bow. Every government, every person of wealth, every person of poverty, every healthy one, every sick one, every knee shall bow. I get to choose now. You get to choose now. But one day the choice will no longer be. We will be demanded. Every knee shall bow. It's my vineyard right now to pray, protect. It's, it's, it's your vineyard to take care of. It's, it's my vineyard to make sure something's growing. While it remains our choice right now, one day it won't be. When we set Jesus before us, when the vineyard is what we see and where we live and what we live on, we will not be moved. We will then be saved. I'm going to set the Lord before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall never be moved. There needs to be a certain tenacity that arises within us. My word I've never seen a time where there were more opinions than there is right now. Right. Everybody's got an opinion about something, and they're all right, aren't they, Brother Trace? Everybody's right. Every, right. Yeah, it's amazing. But the truth of the matter is, if, if, if we are so tenacious about those things that's getting posted online or on the news or wherever it might be that we're reading it or we're hearing it, why can't we be more tenacious 
about who we stand for and what we believe and what we are living on in Jesus Christ. Right, quit ye like men, the word said. In other words, it's time to rise up and to recognize we have spiritual things that are sustaining us. I'm not here today because I'm just a good person. I'm not that good of a person. I'm not here today because of goodness and morality. I'm here because of the grace and the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the blood of Jesus Christ and his name. It should be that we stand and we defend that. And we recognize that's the vineyard that God has given me. This is the truth that God has given me. And I'm not going to let it go. I shall not be moved. I'm not going to let an Ahab come and encroach on the territory of the spirit. Come on, you need to wake up early and stay up late some days and realize that the vineyard has got to stay before you. It's got to be the focal point of your home. It's got to be the reason why your kids live. It's got to be the prayers that you pray, that they hear more about Jesus. Everybody stick with me. They hear more about Jesus in the house than they do about somebody on the television. That they hear more about Jesus in the house than they do about school. I recognize the school has them for however many hours, but it ought to be they hear more about Jesus at home. And they hear more about spiritual things at home. And they see spiritual things at home. And they feel spiritual things at home. Amen. Why? Because the enemy of their soul is out to get them and out to get you. Let it be that we live in the vineyard. And our vineyard is ever before us. And we will not be moved. Come on, I need somebody to pray with me right now. I need somebody to stand to their feet and begin to walk to this altar and saying, God, my vineyard is before me. I will not be moved. Come on, save your vineyard and he will save your soul. Save your vineyard and he will save your life. Save the spiritual things and you will live by them and on them and for them. Come on, right now as they begin to sing, we have a reason today. Our vineyard is before us. Our life is before us. We have hope in Jesus. Come on, somebody pray it right now. Somebody believe it right now. Somebody claim it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, my vineyard is before me. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. I live by it. I live for it. I live from it. You are everything to me, God. You are my life.